0: champion mindset and that's why people couldn't stand michael jordan because they were like they they're like bro we can't be you and he's like well i don't care try your hardest to be the best you not always change needed listen change is inevitable inevitable
1: so um i was reading a manga uh the demon slayer manga and um i found this this page or this uh yeah this page and it had a bunch of speech bubbles that had a picture of a box of a of an actual just a normal box and it has a the corner of it cut out and it said and I I wanted to share this with you cuz I know you'd appreciate it. It said that the box in your heart contains happiness has a hole in it. Happiness is constantly spilling out. If you don't notice the hole and plug it, you'll never be satisfied. Right. I was like, dude That's I. I'm not a super big fan of reading anything, really. I'm just it's just one of those things where it's just it's not my my cup of tea. Right. But I was glad I read that, and I was glad I was I got an appreciation for like how different people interpret, especially someone in Japanese. Right. Just interpret something like something as delicate and as simple as happiness. Yeah. It's uh, a. It's a really good. It's a really cool um, analogy. analogy. It's so cool, and it's visually it's
0: awesome. What do you think? So do you think happiness is, I see happiness as, and a lot of religions justify or quantify happiness as this, as something that comes into your life. Okay. It literally will come into your life, but your base threshold of being isn't necessarily happy. So let's say you don't wake up happy. Right, right. You don't uh, like... It's, you're not happy going to, let's say, waste the energy to be, or not waste the energy, you're not happy to um, have to worry if you're going to be able to find a meal that day because of how scarce resources right. are fundamentally, and you don't have an abundance of items, namely food, shelter, provision, right? Right. So for all of human history, happiness, were mo- happiness was something that was momentary, that was a byproduct of life finally being at its least suffering, let's say. For example, a lot of people think they only are happy when they're consuming shit. Right. So a lot of people only find happiness when there's a monetary association with that experience. Yep. Right? Oh, yeah. And also like the Travis Scott situation. It's like they're only happy if they are getting some sort of social
1: clout from experiences experience that's kind of why i'm not like a super big fan of concerts i'm like why i understand why people like them but i also like i can enjoy that song from here i went to travis (laughs) i went to travis scott concert
0: and survived and survived i went to a kendrick lamar concert down at the sprint center Mm -hmm. and i have a video on my snapchat and I just did a pan recording of all these people who had their phone out. And I just saw all these lights, tens of thousands of people. And I was just thinking, imagine if they had the ability to capture that captivation, mm-hmm. if they could capture that feeling of awe, that feeling of euphoria, whatever, that feeling of ecstasy whether on it or not. Probably on both <laughs>
1: something called euphoria and exorcism. Whether Roman or not, oh, right? Boy.
0: <laughs> Being able to capture that captivation, that feeling of inspiration in that moment. Imagine if you guys could do that, but with something that is directly going to benefit right. you.
1: If they could literally channel all that into something that, yeah, like that could directly influence their happiness. And their like state of being, shit. Like those tens of thousands of people would the world would be better off just from those that that little small population, exactly. that populace right there.
0: If people were willing to channel that idol worship mm-hmm. a little more inward rather than outward, right. I think they would find happiness will come to their life a little easier. 100%. Because they're doing things that is conductive. Again, if you look at, like, heat conduction and shit mm-hmm. like that, that's conductive for happiness to be attracted to. Right. Like, if you're doing degenerate shit that's literally depleting your body of dopamine, serotonin, and everything else, if we talk about, like, drinking and, and taking these drugs and, and, all, lung, that shit, I'm not even and all that shit, and getting into all that. But it's like, I'm not saying be this fucking dare following Fucking prude. stuck up prude, yeah. I'm not saying that. Imagine, imagine like, every time I spend... 20 bucks here or there, like investing into like crypto or something. I just imagine that's four drinks I would have bought downtown. Yeah. And if people do that twice a week, every week, that's money that's quite literally not only going down the toilet, but that's money that's making your life less conductive to happiness because of how it's affecting your health and it's affecting your future by proxy of that.
1: And and pe- most people always, especially our day and age, always are looking for that Instant gratification, right? Rather than that, like delayed delayed gratification, I guess, or or like that gratification later in life that'll, like, if you were to invest twenty dollars in fucking crypto or some shit like that, right? And you got four hundred dollars off that or some shit like that. And yeah, it's not you don't got to be a prude in life, but just just
0: understand you reap what you sow, and by preparing the way you do or lack thereof, if you don't get through every part of the screening process, we got to accept why that is you'll realize that sleeping isn't that hard. Going to bed content isn't that hard. Allowing
1: happiness to come into your life isn't that hard. And allowing negativity to exit your life isn't that hard. It's actually way easier. Right, literally. Because then you you start noticing, wow, this shit is not making me happy. Oh, this shit is not affecting me the way it should. Don't drink for two weeks and then drink and see how the alcohol actually makes you feel. Man, I. when that tolerance hits. The one time I stopped drinking soda for a while and I came back and drank a Dr. Pepper, I was like- acid. This was terrible. it down the trope. Yeah, it was down the trope. <laughs> it was bad, but granted, Do I you got still back in, Oh, absolutely. But I'm in, I know. I'm trying, bro. I'm, and that's one of the things. Especially now that I've had some uh, dental problems. Right. I've started my tooth chipped yesterday too. Jesus. The same fucking time. Yeah. And my fucking hand fractures. So I was like, well, I got to actually make a change.
0: pouring acid literally on your teeth. Because sugar, when it combines with the saliva, creates a poop acid. Right. Literally, it creates like a poop of acid on your teeth. And when you're
1: coating it with that... And I think the only thing that saved me, like in terms of my teeth especially... Is the fact that I drank most of my sodas and stuff out of a straw. Right.
0: Yeah. Imagine our imagine drinking soda a hundred years ago when it had cocaine. Uh-huh. in it. Nah. <laughs>
1: well, let me ask you this, because you as a as a 25 year old man, this is you're probably in like one of your first serious relationships or whatever you want to call it. How does it's that, a serious relationship. Yeah, right. I, I just I'm not right. gonna define something for you. You know what I'm right. saying? But like how do you? How is that making you as a better as a person feel? Like how is that affecting you to the point of? I know it's obviously changed you. It has to have. I, I assume, anyways. But for most people, they don't understand the
0: dynamic of relationships for all of human history. Mm-hmm. I think history is one of the most important subject matters for everybody to b- have a base understanding in, no different than mathematics, because it's one of those things that allows you to reground your perspective. And with, everything else. And everything else. It allows you to reground that perspective, like when shit actually hits the fan. Right. When shit actually gets hard. Nowadays, because of Hollywood, because of entertainment, because of social media, because of all these things, people have this glorified over-exaggerated standard for what relationships should be that they forget about what they have been for all of human history.
1: And they, they are always looking at these extreme cases due to the fucking, all of these stupid shows and all of these, all of how everyone sees how other people who are already super famous and stuff live. And it's like, those aren't like, granted, a lot of those people... There are some people in that in that field where there actually are bare-boned relationships and they are actual, like, something to aspire, I guess, to be kind of like. But granted, you should never, like, hold your own life to someone else's. But, like, if you were to model something off or something else, I would say you should take more out of that than you would out of something like the fucking Kardashians or something like well, that. Well,
0: it's people are... What what did people used to model their expectations of relationships off of?
1: Like in, their parents, yeah. Their the societies, or like the king queen back back in the back in the days. i yeah, imagine
0: even back back in the days, the fucking peasants aren't hearing about the daily news of the queenship. What are they seeing every day and hearing right. every day? The dynamic of their parents' relationship. And again, twenty first century, we're about two generations now removed from the last actual remnants of what traditional relationships were like for all of human history. Mm-hmm. There's a gross exaggeration through entertainment, through TV shows and everything else of the, of only the good, let's say, and a gross exaggeration of how to deal with the bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's women are the lead roles. women are running the households. men are the goofy, stupid guys in all the fucking well, sex, TV shows sex, and all the yeah, sex, it's like in all. Like- it's, yeah, it's like, let's not even get into the over um. Sexualization of things—that's a whole other conversation, literally, because it goes back into the instant gratification Mm -hmm. and the now, 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 and all that shit. When I approach handling relationships, I do it from that lens. I do it from the lens of the duty aspect. Right. If I'm going to, and what did you say earlier? Time being the most important, valuable valuable, and important commodity that you cannot buy or buy back. I look at investing time into somebody as something so invaluable that. It's about at that point the duty of making sure you're handling that time the right way. Right. I literally talked to Enza and told her at the end of the day, you have a biological clock that when you start getting old enough, your body will start telling you if you haven't had kids yet, you better start having kids. Otherwise, it's going to be too late. Mm-hmm. Then, once menopause hits, once you're past post geriatric pregnancy, you don't have a say anymore nature and god have already had that say for you right so i sat there and legit had that conversation of i don't want you wasting your time with me if you have expectations that i cannot fulfill 100% and because of just how a lot of modern women behave today and have certain expectations mm-hmm. i was prepared and ready to be alone for the rest of my life if need be right but i generally figured that if i did everything i could and prepared the right way right by the time i was like 35 or 40 i would be eligible Ready enough or, to pr- to have a family and right. find the right one right except at that point if i'm 35 40 i'm going to be looking for like a 22 23 year old right, right? and there's going to be that age discrepancy which is how most men and families operate for all of human history it wasn't some 13
1: year old marrying a 13 year old no but <laughs> you know especially I mean? in like the the middle east and stuff right That's I, another conversation yeah. But I'm just saying, like, as a as a example, it's like
0: it's even more explicit because that's a modern example we can look at and see how explicit it is. Right. Yeah. I ran like a false version of a Persian virgin. Hold up, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't want that. give me <laughs> yeah, a get second him, gotta so, get so I can the put, put some pipping in it.
1: Yeah, literally, you gotta <laughs> get some barb voice in it.
0: Yeah. Oh, Hold on, brother. Oh, brother, oh, <laughs> wait till you see what I'm doing, brother. It's like the guy from
1: South Park. Yeah, the guy yeah, who has the freaking Uncle voice box. Whatever his name, yeah.
0: <laughs> um. The importance of the duty outweighs, and again, it goes way back to the quote that I say all the time boys do what they want to do, men do what they have to do. Absolutely. It outweighs what you want. It outweighs what you think you need, in, or it outweighs what you want and what you expect to receive. Mm-hmm. And it's more on the end of, in terms of what's weighed in value, yep. of the duty of not wasting your time. Because right. it's the most important commodity you can't buy or buy back. You can't buy or buy back
1: and people most people wait too damn
0: long until it's over because they expect they yeah. just expect to put those expectations What happens when you assume it makes an ass out of um-y.
1: Umi Umi Omia oi Wa. But yeah no 3
0: pints Three. 4 pints <laughs> right, a couple of quid a couple of- put it all as up on
1: it. Oi Omia Easy my favorite videos of all time but uh no, shout out let the oh, Leme. Glasgow, Glasgow. Oh, the lemme. Um, yeah, shout out to the Glasgow Rangers. All right, all right. But anyway, yeah, uh, expectations and relationships, and like especially for people who have had more relationships, right, is probably the most pressure you could ever put on your partner, right? But your new partner, especially en- ends uh, at
0: the beginning of our entire situation casted and projected the way that her douchebag
1: ex-boyfriend used to do shit and she dated him for four years so she just again like like caught in that cycle of just knowing like this happened but why isn't this happening she expected me to react a certain way especially like with distance with anger
0: with fucking all this stuff and I was the exact opposite And she just didn't know how to handle it. You yeah. said so what?
1: You were understanding.
0: I think most men nowadays have that in them. It's just, again, were they raised in a way to be able to address that? And if they weren't, have they sought out the means to be able to absolve? Right. Because most men aren't most men are psychopaths like they used to be. Uh, yeah. Uh, we Yeah. No. Because that's how you took down the mammoth. Right. It's based off the logos and logic of how do we go bring food back to the table. You not, just how fucking... do, not how do I feel about right. taking that mammoth down.
1: Just, yeah. Yeah. You... <laughs>
0: I don't really feel like it <laughs> but Spongebob we gotta go make these Krabby Patties we gotta go kill this mammoth Meh. Meh. <laughs> I don't I really feel, feel like it, it. <laughs> like it don't matter how you feel you know what I'm right? saying no, 100%. and in relationships a big problem is a big problem is it's a lot of it a lot of it's operated off of feelings right and it's back into the romanticizing of relationships as being similar to life as some foundation of happiness or some foundation of love is just unrealistic. hundred percent.
1: And it's, it's like I said, it's also unfair to put those kind of expectations expectations on 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 each other, on each other. Right. Oh man. By allowing that communication at the beginning to mitigate the expectations. It opens up just, and it opens up the deconstricts Contri- de- everything. It, it, exactly. It, op- it opens oh, up the corset. Yeah. There's videos. Literally. You know, so, that's nice what stuff, I, that's kind of what I'm trying to represent. There's videos <laughs>
0: of. You can watch these ladies who clearly, like, it's clearly killing their organs and shit. You right. can watch video of them like, in color. Like, right. You can literally,
1: like, a fucking right. wine glass.
0: So, uh, yeah, by unknotting the corset of the expectations on a relationship, oh, man, you please. allow both individuals to breathe and build a foundation that can stand the test of oh, time man. till death do them part with the stuff we've talked about with relationships specifically right. how much of the stuff post-mortem of the relationship have you thought about or considered when embarking on potential new relationships
1: every aspect that i could ever like there's not a single part of the relationship i had that i don't think of in terms of how I can do better or what I can do better and not do right. Because I understand now of how another human being like living with another person, how to like essentially go about talking to somebody granted, everybody's different in terms of the way they speak to somebody, communicate, live all that. But for the most part, like, learning how
0: to explore that dynamic healthily through reflecting oh
1: yeah it's 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 amazing i love it i uh, that's the the one the the greatest positive that came out of uh my relationship was the fact that i can now reflect on it get better and be a better second half
0: Especially going forward for the next potential partner. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Because it's
1: only getting imagine
0: how worthy you'll feel not only one thing I talk about with one thing I talk about with one of my clients is and I think a lot of men feel this, especially a lot of men who get out of relationships, especially when they get out of relationships. Um and I'm not casting this on you, but right. I'm casting this on not only him, but other men that I know who've experienced right. this. Um when they get out of a relationship, and you may be able to feel some relation with this, um, with um, alpha, especially narcissism. I believe everybody
1: has alpha tendencies,
0: has a hint of narcissism 100%. because you have to, to survive, kind of, right? Yeah.
1: You, you gotta be like, I need this.
0: The degree to which narcissism and sociopathy have been elevated because of social media, because mm-hmm. of technology, because of all the stuff we have today. When people get out of relationships with somebody who had alpha narcissistic tendencies, mm-hmm they'll start only reflecting on their uh, their culpability, their negative side right. of things, and then they'll feel worthless and right. trying to embark on another on a new journey. Which will journey. Make
1: their, most likely make their new relationship start off on the bat, wrong foot. I guarantee will. Yeah. So
0: one way one of my clients prevents this is by not even embarking on relationships mm-hmm. because they, he, feels as though he doesn't want to subject that individual to their shittiness. Right. Let's say, but again, that's only if you look at it from that shitty point 100%. of view, we have a more natural urge Objective. to be able to look at it objectively right. and be able to look at both sides, not just the good or the bad.
1: And they take, they take our projectiveness, like the way, the way we speak and stuff. And they're like, but again, that, that falls into our
0: inconsideration of how it's being said, 100%. which is something we can work on, right? Which we, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then reflecting on that as being a potential catalyst to the problems mm-hmm. in a past relationship, you can be more weary of that going forward in a potential right. new relationship. Yeah. And in being mindful of those things that you are now culpable of, accepting your accountability of, mm-hmm. you are going to allow yourself to feel more worthy of finding that potential partner. Oh, absolutely. Not only will you feel more worthy of finding that potential partner, you will quite literally open up the doors for those partners to reveal themselves to you because you won't waste time oh, on unworthy suitors. You will communicate those things early on in the relationship to weed out the ones that are worthy and not. And scythen them, bitch. Scything it. Ah, yeah. No, 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 no how do we? <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I think that, especially men kind of got it a little harder now in terms of the way that they express themselves because there's so many like expectations on women to be this independent alpha chick especially like a media for sure is like it's especially in movies my biggest example will always be the marvel the marvel moment at the end of uh, the avengers the end game where all five you know what I'm saying like that moment specifically Is exactly how, in my opinion, like the media is towards women, where it's like we need this scene in there, (sighs) or we're not making the. It's the it puts that again it puts that expectation on women to have to be some type of exactly and that and it's so unfair to them. But then it also inflicts it it onto the men, where they're like, "Can I be this alpha anymore?" But they have to.
0: Here's what (laughs) sucks, man, is women are put in that position. Where, whether it's their fault or not, are expected to be independent, don't need no man. Right. But what it does to the dude is it forces him to now have to compete with somebody that would otherwise just trust him to drive. It's like, how can we both drive this car if we both have steering wheels? Literally. If you want to drive, you have to drive relative to the things that I know you're better than me at that's going to get us to the destination more efficiently. Right. And baby girl, if you know how to handle money better than me, and that's just the dynamic of our relationship, and you're a legit businesswoman in that sense, and let's say I'm a more feminine dude who has more creative whatever the fuck. Right. And that's the dynamic of our relationship, and we've communicated that. There's – who's to say that can't be healthy? Absolutely That can be healthy.
1: Well, you can be healthier than most people's relationships.
0: But here's how how humans have operated for most of human history. The dude had to go out, and this is why there's a physical difference, would have to go out, provide that meaning, provide that provision, bring it back to the table under the expectation that the woman was doing her role. Right. When roles have been flipped and reversed and men feel like they're not Quality adequate enough, and, and, and women feel like they have to overcompensate, it forces women to to not only, again, act more masculine, uh, yeah. but lose those feminine tendencies, yes. lose those feminine traits, lose those feminine predispositions. Which is why
1: a lot of these club chicks don't ever see guys as because they're club chicks. And they're like, you're going to buy me a drink or we're not going home. There's, nothing, like, there's nothing more sad. Sheesh. There's nothing more sad to me.
0: Well, let me let me start with this. There's nothing more satisfying than coming across those women with those expectations, especially the baddies who and think then it, just and then completely, almost intentionally, letting them know like you think I want you. Please watch this, and you completely ignore yep. them. Um, there's nothing more sad to me than going on my Snapchat and seeing people that I've known for my whole life. Yeah. Especially when they get out of a relationship, and this is more so for females, is seeing them waste their time partying, clubbing, doing all these things thinking they're gonna find the prince charming. Right. Especially
1: freshly out of a relationship.
0: You think you're gonna find your prince charming going to the club every weekend? You think you're gonna find your prince charming posting that slutty stuff on social media? It's
1: gonna make you it's all it's always always gonna make you look worse, in my opinion. And it just sucks because deep down, deep, deep, deep down,
0: it's not only going to affect the potential mother that they'll end up being. If they'll end up being, if they end up wanting to being, it further substantiates to all other women that that's what men want.
1: Right, and yeah, I always just, I always go, I look at it always as like it's unfair to both parties. It's just unfair. It
0: sucks for women because there's so much degenerate dude that it makes women oh, think that, that that's Christ. what dudes yes. want. But it's like, no, it's the dudes acting in that instant gratification moment, yeah. acting in that reptilian primitive brain of theirs in that moment, saying whatever they can to get that immediate end goal. Right. But you have to be smart enough and recognize as the woman, you have the power of that sex that you should decide
1: what's and who's worthy of entering your domicile. I'm about to say, I don't think there's any other, no, nobody controls that than the woman. Well, it's, it's something that could affect
0: the power dynamic of all relationships, especially for modern people nowadays is understanding that is understanding that women control sex, but men control relationships. Yeah. If you want to have sex, baby girl, you're in control of, of what babies are born and who enters your body. Yeah granted, you know what I'm saying? Without talking about the obviously ineptitudes of degeneracy and the shitty things that could have happened, which was more prevalent for your great, great grandmothers. Think of our great, great grandmothers who got the random spin of the wheel to see who their husband even is.
1: And the people who got all of the, the, all of the families that have been arranged. So knowing that how good we have it in the Western
0: world in the 21st century, how women are in control of sex, which babies are born and who gets to enter their body. That is the foundation of how a relationship is inevitably built. Mm -hmm. Because if the dude's controlling the relationship and decides who gets married, decides when this becomes official, decides when we change our Facebook status, the dude in deciding that is only going to do it when he understands the terms of services. Right. And if you're giving it up off rip, he's less incentivized to have to do anything because it was so easy to achieve and dominate that kingdom. Yeah. So, if women could understand the power they had in the coochie, they understand the power they had in the sex, they would be able to control the prospective husbands that they could potentially have and weed out the unworthy suitors. No different than the men communicating that, letting them know, I expect this, 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 and in doing so, I will be giving you this, 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 and this. Right. The duty aspect of this relationship. Right. Right. And I guarantee you, if we can accept those terms of services early on, the love will come.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, and I, I think, lit, and I genuinely mean, I think literally anybody could fall in love with anybody.
0: It's about what, what habits are you willing to, what bad habits are you willing to break? <laughs> and what compromises are you willing to make for that significant other?
1: And granted, attraction is one thing, a part of a relationship that... right. If you're genuinely not attracting somebody, it's not attractive. Attraction
0: is one of those things that you have the uh, luxury of qualifying in the 21st century.
1: luxury. It's literally all. It's like, because, yeah. Yeah. Understanding
0: that dynamic helps a lot um, going forward in a relationship. And just seeing or asking you to see how that dynamic or that perspective shift, that expectation of a relationship has changed is refreshing because it'll allow you to be that much better of a new Boyfriend when that right. opportunity comes, an eventual husband and an eventual father, right,
1: yeah, and that's the one good thing the one the one true thing that i I hold like dear, the fact that that I had that relationship at all, right because of the lessons it was learned. the lessons I learned
0: once you become that father, mm. that's where the duty yeah. is more than the love, the yeah. duty is more than anything. That is you or that individual. It's about now the kingdom, Mm -hmm. especially when there's a kid involved. Yeah. Cause now it's literally about them. It's about lineage at that point. Do you have specific fitness goals?
1: Yeah. I'm trying to, like I I was saying earlier, I want to gain a minimum of 20 pounds of muscle. I want to have a higher chance of making the comments next year. Nice. That's, that's the ultimate goal is to get fit enough to where they have to take me right. essentially, and nice. training will always will also go into effect and stuff. That's what so I was gonna
0: say. So, in having that goal set, and now knowing what the end goal is, mm-hmm. or what you want it to potentially be, what are you going to do? What preventative measures are you going to take to ensure that that goal is achieved?
1: Right. So, I'm going to obviously going to start meal prepping like I I want to. And I just realized how hard it is to cook with one hand. Right. It's fucking hard. Let right. me tell you. But um, I got to get me some stuff to allow me to cook and stuff and whatnot. Going to do that. Eat right. Eat better. Obviously, um, start working out more. I got. I got to start working out. I, granted, my job provides a good enough sufficient level of A sufficient level of fitness by the labor. Yeah. So, but after job after after work, I'll go lift and then. And then sleep and whatnot, but that's that's like the main goal it's again so, like 20 20 30 pounds.
0: So, given the newfound variables, what are we going to do to what the best route we can take given the fact that we can't lift immediately?
1: So, just a set a base essentially. So, like, I'm at 178 right now, so um, just start my start eating. I can I can eat now, right now, exactly. so that's like really all I need to do right now, and I could do. Like leg stuff, but I don't want to jeopardize my hand in any way. So, what you
0: do then is you can still run. Right. You need to go running outside and shit. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't like. You can't be ski, but you don't want to do anything to compromise your hand. But here's all I'm going to say even running and shit, like you got to start thinking about now balancing the rehabilitation in a healthy way with not falling into the scarcity mindset that we're predisposed to
1: right no 100 percent. i get that i'm not like necessarily like i'm trying to be as preventative in terms of like re-injuring it before i have a chance to even get it fixed so that's really what it is so that's
0: what i'm saying so you're you're less inclined to go run in case you were to fall and land on it again
1: as of right until i until i like know what my eventuality in terms of like I haven't even seen an orthopedic so, specialist or but anything like that. That's
0: what I'm saying. This is where like, I don't want to give the ill advice of saying, thug it out and all that right, shit. Right. But this is what I'm saying. like, The scarcity mindset at that point will start rearing its head the more you allow excuses to pamper the things that you can't mm-hmm. control, which, again, I'm thinking immediately. If I have that and I can at least run and those are my goals and I know that I have to still be fit while trying to achieve those goals but right. I can't necessarily lift, I'm gonna start running off rip as as much as I can under the assumption of if I do turn this way or that way, I better have three or four different ways in which I know I'm going to react to make sure I don't f this hand up. Right.
1: Now, granted, I'm not gonna like just, com- just eat and sit. Right. right. I'm gonna like take my dog out for a walk and stuff. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stay as fit as possible. Right. It's just I'm gonna try to be as preventative of sustaining more injury. Right. That's you're you're, what it you're just
0: trying to, you're going to mitigate any unnecessary opportunities for you to re-injure right, yourself right. right
1: now once i and you can
0: me. you can do you, go ahead my no, bad.
1: I, like i was literally gonna say like this is just too fresh as of right now right like i'm not doing anything i like i said for i like haven't seen so, spe- right. yeah exactly i'm not gonna i'm not saying like i'm just gonna never do it like even with this these on. are just
0: things to consider though 100
1: yeah, yeah definitely like i i just know that i need to make sure i know all the information that i have about about my the, the healing process what limitations forward, you have limitations all that before right. I, I even plan Commit to something right yeah that's really what it is you but, still plan out just the committing to something i guess yeah
0: right because you still want to plan out like i'm gonna meal prep my food tomorrow
1: right you know i'm saying i need to
0: make sure like when you're gonna start doing all that
1: I well, i wanted to start today but obviously just complacency right so and and I just figured out how hard it is to actually be thinking about like cooking, with that's like, where certain it's, shit. And it's that's like where yeah, again, I, I,
0: no matter how hard shit is, right. it's about if you can control what you can, right? And if you can cook, then you'll just have to endure, right. The level of difficulty it is to because you can
1: still control that, right? Like I said I, I got I gotta get certain things like I right. gotta get a, a George Foreman or something like that nice. just so I can cook certain things the way I can with two hands, but it, one. So
0: what? So you should. You shouldn't – I say you should. You can do whatever the fuck you want. To make things more um, realistic, when I'm giving wellness consultations to people, I always make sure they journal or at least document the things that they know they need to do. Right. Okay. So – If you need to get a George Foreman, let's say, you should list out all the things you need. Right. That way you make sure you get all those things ASAP. I got you. You should also write out what food you're eating at what time, what meals you're cooking, all that stuff. The stuff that Tiana Yeah, that's
1: definitely happened already. Good. So, so again. I got to redo that for my new schedule. exactly,
0: Exactly. So. Taking the time and initiative to actually write and plan out the Mm. things you need to do. That way there's no excuse when going through the list of the things you can control. Right. You know what I mean? I get that, yeah. And a lot of the complacency comes from the over-analysis, which is really just an analysis paralysis. It's a getting stuck in a complacent mindset because of all the things you know you should do. Right. But getting overwhelmed because you don't know where to start. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Um, So eating can start right away this week. You know what right. I mean? A
1: hundred percent. But granted, there's also like monetary problems and shit like that. Like I got to pay hospital bills now and whatnot. So I got to also budget with my new, my newfound hospital bills with things I also got to buy still. So whatnot. again,
0: so that's where instead of buying two liter of Pepsi or whatever, you know, right, what I mean? right, right. like delineating and budgeting 100%. your stuff in a way of what's priority. Number one. Right. Even if you couldn't financially afford to go get all the healthy food tomorrow, you can afford to go get enough healthy food to start right. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely.
1: And that's I think the only the only real thing that I actually need is a stroke top Yeah. Okay. Like that's like legit the only thing stopping me from cooking my my meats. Until then. Until then. Until uh, then what? Until then,
0: until you get that, you can still cook your meats on the fucking oven right. top.
1: But yeah, I'm going to try. Like I said, I'm going to do that. I, that's, that's something I'm going to do. It's just now I just got to do it. That's really it.
0: Yeah. That's why talking to you about the fitness stuff and your goals is never something that I even thought about as being some complex, like right thing to dissect and go into because mm-hmm. it's pretty self-explanatory right. you know what you got to do and you're content and are knowledgeable on the things you have to implement. Mm-hmm. It's just given the newfound variables. Man. I didn't know how it was going to affect uh, implementing because right. I we were literally getting ready to start
1: optimizing your journey Fucking and literally. this happens. Yeah. Go figure. Two days ago, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, and it, of course it had to have been uh, like an actual an actual thing. You know, right. I couldn't have just like dislocate my fingers. or something right. like that. It had to have been a freaking fracture.
0: But again, things happen for a reason to allow us the wisdom to, to be learned from those shitty life experiences. Shitty if you look at it as a shitty life experience, yeah. Because if they put a titanium plate in there, then you can just start throwing left hooks,
1: <laughs> titanium
0: steel rolled in my leg. In my leg, <laughs> I'm gonna be kicking through shins now, mate.
1: <laughs> like, all right, bro, all right, we'll see. I hope we'll until we get that bitch exposed, all right? Yeah, um, how's your f- how's um, like, has anything changed in terms of your like. From when you started your fitness journey, has anything in terms of like, obviously things have changed, but like fundamentally, has anything like your diet and the way you work out and stuff, has any of that changed? No.
0: Because I found a formula that is so, that works so well for me. And it's something that, again, through the theoretics of it, has shown to have worked for other people mm. for as long as the studies that we have have shown. Right. Kinesiology and the science behind a lot of the fitness and nutrition stuff that we know is less than 100 years old, really. Yeah. Like, that's what's crazy to think about, right?
1: It's very crazy to think 100 about. 100 years
0: ago was 1921. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, World War I just ended. Um, 50 million people died from not only World War I, but the Spanish flu. Like. Right. Just 100 years ago, right? Yep. The only things that have changed is the efficiency of the base principles that I already had instilled. For example, I used to fast every single day. Not necessarily good for you in the sense of your body, especially your digestive system. Through certain studies, they can show that variation in in exposing your digestive system to different modes of operation Mm -hmm. is only good for it to adjust and adapt and be that much better. Especially like your gut microbiome and all this other stuff. So I used to fast every day, and a more efficient way of still living that life is fasting, let's just say, three to four times a week, and every other day or so, breaking fast between 9 and 10 Mm o'clock, which is a good window to get like protein in, to sustain it throughout the day, and all this other stuff. Because science has shown that if you get protein in early enough in the day, but explicitly from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m., I believe— then your body can like process and digest and be able to utilize that protein a lot more efficiently. Okay. Right? So I adhere to, once I find those new discoveries, I adhere to the base principles of those by implementing those sort of newfound disciplines in my already established base. Right. So going from fasting every day to fasting, let's say three to four times a week, right? Or every three days and then I'll stop every three days or so. One day I'll have a day of fast. Or I'll break fast at ten o'clock, nine o'clock, and then I'll go another three days of fasting. Another way of implementing efficiency in that same base mm-hmm. principle that has been set mm-hmm. is I used to break fast every day with chili and crackers. Mm-hmm. I say it now with such resentment and, and like, uh, distaste like disdain and disdain yeah. because I now realized that by breaking fast with protein, carbs. And fat, I'm doing my fast a disservice okay. by not adhering to the principles of physiology that we have now discovered, which is, and this is something I discovered two years after thinking I was being efficient with fasting. We now know that by breaking fast with fat and carbs can cause you to experience and endure shitty benefits of fasting, let's say. Mm-hmm. The, without getting too crazy into the science, when you break fast, your insulin is completely shot. Or when you're fasting, your insulin is completely shot. It's down. It's low. So people with diabetes, right, they have to get insulin spikes, right? Or they have to eat something with insulin to spike that insulin. When you're fasting, you're intentionally being insulin-deprived. The minute you eat anything, you break that fast, you automatically spike that insulin. So that insulin gets spiked. During that spiking of the insulin, what happens is your body... Is receiving all of whatever it is that is causing that spiking of insulin, that breaking of fast. So if I eat protein, my body is going to absorb that protein. And what it does if you eat carbs is the cells will quite literally open up and will absorb the carbs, the protein, and whatever else is being broken fast with. Mm -hmm. So if you break fast with carbs and fat, the carbs are opening up the cell. And then the fat's now getting into that cell rather than if you just break it with carbs and protein, you open up the carb, you open up the cell with the carb and now only protein's getting in and then it closes off and then it does its thing. If you break fast with only protein and fat, you're not opening up that cell to let the fat in. So the protein and fat's able to digest just normally without having to go directly into the cell. It causes shitty adverse effects to the body that So
1: you pretty much fast it for nothing.
0: So I fast it for nothing because I was breaking fast with chili and crackers, with fat and all the stuff in the chili and then the carbs and shit from the crackers and all the carbs and shit from the rice and the beans and the chili as well. So when I became privy to that knowledge, I didn't completely change my shit. What I did was reperceptualize the efficiency of the process by adding in the newfound information. Okay. By not breaking fast with carbs, fat, and protein, by only breaking carbs. <laughs> dyslexic brain by only breaking fast with carbs and protein or with fats and protein. Does that make sense? Yeah. I I So the way in which my discipline has changed from a fitness and nutrition standpoint, even with lifting with lifting, it's the same thing. I adjust and, and recalibrate the efficiency of my program based off of the newfound science that comes out every day, every week, every year has
1: changed only it's, it's uh, evolved as the information As the has science and, ev-
0: and information has evolved exactly right. so for example i don't squat over two plates hardly anymore mm-hmm. i squat same with my bench press relatively the same weight that i've been squatting and benching for like the past year and a half because for me it's about the goals at the end of the day of what and you what want, my yeah. exactly and what my intention is behind the lifting right. if you're going to be a power lifter and you want to lift heavy you're going to have to lift heavy. Right. But guess what? You're also going to compromise your tendons, your ligaments, spine, and everything else. your all bones. that shit. For me, I don't want to compromise certain parts of my body for the sake of being able to lift heavy weight. And I just don't give nothing, a damn about that. Yeah. Right. I care about like my fascial health, my myofascial health, which mm-hmm. is going to be like the fascia, which is just the connective tissue. And, I say, and when I say myo, I just mean muscle. Mm-hmm. So when I say my myofascial health, I just mean the health of the connective tissue between my muscles essentially okay. and the muscles themselves. So I lift in such a way that is preventative in the deterioration and destruction of my ligaments and my myofascial health. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes, makes complete sense. And that has only come as a result of being Aware and seeking out the the, um, the, the newfound and, information yeah. in the sciences and the willingness to change my mind right. when the new science exposes itself. Yeah. I loved breaking fast with chili and crackers. I used to love breaking fast with milk protein shakes, but now I feel how the lactose affects my stomach when drinking, like when drinking that protein shake off a of fast versus water in the protein powder when breaking my fast. So I just calibrate it based off of not only how I feel in the efficiency process, but also how the science and the information eventually comes out to affect that That newfound science or that newfound perspective. Right. That makes sense. sense?
1: What else? The top of your head, maybe um, like a five-year plan. You got a five-year plan. Like what do you you got? A five-year plan. Do I have a five-year plan? like of actual what I want to do or is like, that, is that what you
0: were just asking me?
1: Kind of. Yeah, or so like a, a more so, well, there's a difference. It's like, like a realistic five-year plan or like what, like what you're trying to do or what you want to do is, you know what I'm saying? Okay. That's kind of so what why, I'm saying. Why do you
0: have like a, uh, a a fantasy goal and a real goal? Oh, because
1: it's always cool to just, think About things,
0: right? That's really
1: it. Um, like, I want to, like, I eventually want to be an archaeologist, like, a paleontologist. Like, I want to end up being at some point. Okay, are you taking any like, like preca- precautionary measures to? I will, I have to, I'd have to go back to school and stuff, and I'm trying, I'm gonna to try to do that. So, as of right now, not right now, because I'm trying to just survive essentially right now. I'm trying mm-hmm. to do my thing, right? I'm trying, so- to, trying to get the monetary aspect of it down before I can even get into the. Educational aspect.
0: Okay, so what are some potential monetary routes for you to be able to go back to school? Have you thought about the military?
1: Uh, I have thought about it. Nice. Okay, yeah. so that that's like a one of the things that I'm I'm considering. Okay, but it's all about on how job job endeavors happen. I'm always looking for another job and stuff. So depending on how those endeavors pan out, then I'll um I'll I'll assess. Wait, you say
0: you'll weigh the seriousness of yeah, going down that route? Hundred percent. Yeah, I find it useless to think about things that it's no different than worshiping a Travis Scott or worshiping these guy, people on stage. How so I, well, I haven't even finished my sentence yet. Okay. Um, I feel it's useless to waste time. And I use it in that sense on things that, you know, for a fact can never happen. Cause you're talking about a fantasy goal. It's nice to just think about things, versus the time that was wasted on that on that fantasizing could be directed onto the things you could actually manifest. Mm-hmm. When I was writing the book, I there were times where I got caught up in so much or where I got caught up in so much where I was so caught up and just how I would be on you know, if I ever got on Joe Rogan's podcast, how I would be if I was ever able to talk to Alex Friedman, like, oh, if I was in this position, I would say these things and like I would literally waste time fantasizing about a reality that mm-hmm. could happen. But realistically, if I would have channeled that fantasizing into what I needed to happen now and mm-hmm. manifest what could what can happen now, I could have been a, a little more efficient in that process. Yeah. I wasn't able to acknowledge the wasted time in that fantasizing versus the manifesting until it was almost too late. Meaning I'd already wasted like four months on like potential productivity that was otherwise wasted because I invested too much into the Mm -hmm. fantasizing.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. It makes complete sense. So, but I wouldn't necessarily consider what I'm, what I was talking about, like going back to school and stuff. I wouldn't consider that like a an unrealistic. So, the,
0: but, but what you goal. but what you did is caveated. There is a fantasy goal that I just want. It's like it's cool to think about and a realistic five year plan. Right, right. And it's it, just correct me if I'm wrong. Were you not? I wasn't almost- necessarily
1: hinting towards that that being be doing archaeology was my fantasy goal. I'm just saying there are cool like being a professional athlete and stuff. I'm not saying right. that, that that's unrealistic. But like at that same time, I'm thinking about those things. Doesn't mean that I'm dividing on devoting all my attention to it like like actually working every day and stuff like that those are what i'd actually devote my time to so how is the analysis paralysis of thinking
0: um, or is there in is there a equal ability for there to be an overwhelmed similar in in, in the analysis paralysis of like oh, I could clean my room, or I could clean the dishes, or I could do this or I could and you almost think about all these things and you end up doing nothing Mm -hmm. because you get overwhelmed by all these things you could do. Is it safe to say that the overthinking about, well, I could be a professional soccer player, Mm -hmm. but I could also go back to college and do this. But Mm -hmm. if if I did that, that means I could and would have to go potentially to the military, because I could do that. Um, Or I could stay at this job and do this career for the next like, that that analysis paralysis is now preventing you from committing
1: to just one yeah, of them. One hundred percent, definitely a a a reasonable like analysis of like of the situation. But at the same time, me as a person, like I'm always like just because I'm thinking of something doesn't mean that's necessarily going to cloud my um my thinking of like what I'm actually doing. But I what guess you it's... said
0: you're actually doing is what surviving. Right. At what point do you commit to something? And the surviving is now, all, like, the surviving should be base fundamental. Right. A lot of people, I've been there, hey, I've been there, and I still have lapses of being there. And I just deal with clients who are continually stuck in <laughs> being there. And by there, I mean just doing enough to get by because right. those stresses enough are worthy of being enough to, like, find worth. Mm-hmm. just going to work every day for a lot of people is so much effort that by the time they get home they're legit okay with just playing video games, decompressing, waking up and doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's legit nothing wrong with that. The only thing that's wrong is if you have these extracurricular goals, right. but they're stuck in the fantasy phase because you're always just focused right. on no, the side Yeah, 100% no, I get. Yeah. So in those let's just say this. So now in thinking about it that way, given the potential five-year plans which one seems the most
1: pertinent or which ones are you acting on manifesting right now so the one i'm at like being doing the soccer route is right is actually like my 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 one-year plan that's like my 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 goal as of now nice that's my that's my actual goal and what are you doing to achieve that like that's the whole working out stuff i'm nice. gonna just continue i'm exactly. gonna try i'm gonna
0: start doing and stuff and and again we can do a lot of uh A lot of coordination, stability, endurance drills that'll make you that much better of an athlete. That you guaranteed weren't not only you weren't doing them, you weren't even thinking about doing them. Right? You were thinking if I just go play at the dome, that'll be enough because at least I'm playing soccer twice a week.
1: Yeah. Well, see, honestly, my my biggest thing that this whole tryout was genuinely was like a um a a placeholder to see where I was to see how I stood. Right. And the fact a that I got as high, yeah, just to see if I even had the opportunity to make it. Right. And knowing the people who I know have made their, 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 uh, preseason stuff and stuff like that, I was like, there's no way I couldn't make it. So this was a great opportunity to see what I needed to do to fix myself. And
0: now that you have found that threshold or that, let's say that base, mm-hmm you now don't have to compare it to anybody else's. You just have to now compare it to where you're capable yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. So that's good. Okay. Um. So the soccer stuff, you're taking those preventative measures. right? Is there anything else in particular that you think about that you do on the side of that? Or is work that – and also trying to fix your diet and nutrition because that's technically a part of the professional goal. Mm-hmm. Or is that professional goal <laughs> – Goal! <laughs> Pun intended. Is that, um, is that like –
1: Enough right now in your life, or are there other things you're doing? I mean, like, like meeting new people and stuff like nice. that. That's always a good. That's always a plus. Literally, always yeah. a plus. So it's like always socializing is is fundamental, I think, in just human interaction. Especially
0: if you're an extrovert. Uh, yeah. Are you? Aren't you talking to somebody right now?
1: Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. It, but you know, just the whole experience of just meeting, like, legitimate, just getting your name. Uh, what's it networking just networking in general right. I, it's it's people sleep on it like you, you can network without networking like right people they, they they design golf courses just to network right like and that's also kind of a reason why i kind of took up golfing it kind of like just in case some like if i ever ended up in a job where hey, let's
0: like, go uh, business meeting on the range exactly
1: nine man let's do this right. back at nine real quick and then just play a little golf talk Literally. about work and stuff like that but it's
0: yeah but no, that's pretty um, much it. How do you approach this new relationship?
1: Um, With uh, ease. Ease ma- mainly. Is there just, any expectation on it? Not at the moment.
0: Okay. No. Uh, Have you guys I, communicated that sort of stuff?
1: Uh, not really, because we really haven't really talked about, like, who, what we are, who we are. Like, we're just simply just uh, getting to know each other. Nice. Okay. Like, that's, that's really what it is. And before anything's even established to that point, like, We'll, we'll talk, definitely talk about it. That's one thing that I know for a fact that, uh, I'm getting cross offer it. Are you guys intimate? Uh, not really. Okay. No.
0: Um, I think for a lot of people, man, it's the acknowledging of their culpability in all facets of their life, which will make their relationships better, which will make their job better, which will make every aspect of their life better when they start working on themselves a yeah. little bit and taking responsibility for their actions. And taking responsibility for the lot, of, and the lot of their life in the sense of as an adult, it don't matter where you came from. It's about where you are and it's about where you're okay with being and how you get to where you eventually want to be in the right. end. And at the end of the day, it's holistically up to you. And the only way you're going to get to those goals and achieve those goals mm-hmm. is by doing the hard shit no one wants to do calling yourself on the hard shit you never otherwise would have right and by doing those hard things you will find life will be a lot easier oh yeah
1: and especially the whole aspect of i get you know family very important in people most people's lives and friendships very important most people's lives but guess what at the end of the day you die alone you die alone like your single human self dies by themselves so it's you 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 need to focus on yourself before you start focusing on other people cuz you're like you're never going to have a healthy lifestyle in my opinion not like just caring about other people if you don't care about yourself me before we in my opinion right
0: if it's me before we so there can be a we to be so there can be. literally be
1: a we to be me
0: we before me, so there can be a we be, and then I call up we man and I say, "Where is the tree?" Ay. Dude was talking shit, and I'm like, hey, home me, can Ay. you go and call up who is that boy, Mitchie T?" Look, Burn. that's good, man. That's dope. And other things. <laughs> not, not right now. Not, not at the moment. How can you give to others unless it's coming from a place of having the resources to give?
1: Literally, and even if you have the resources to give, uh, monetarily or like, like, like items or things possession wise knowledge is like the best thing you can ever pass on anyone I don't care if anybody says
0: even if it's material stuff how could I give you money if I don't
1: have money? Right.
0: How can I give you love if I don't have love? Mm -hmm. How can I give you anything if I don't first have it? Right. So in order for me to first have it, I have to go get it. Yeah. And in order for me to go get it, I have to accept that it's me doing the getting.
1: Yeah. And that
0: I am the one that has to take initiative.
1: And I, I feel bad for a lot of the people who are consider themselves like people pleasers in the whole sense of like, they do everything they can to please people.
0: But never enough to please themselves. But,
1: and to the point of like degradation, like they're degrading everything about themselves just to have us, just to make someone else happy. And it's like, the, uh, dude, there's a, he
0: who's a friend to everyone has no friends mm-hmm. or he who's a friend to everyone is I've a friend heard, to none or something right. like that. I've heard that. And there was a quote from that, that a dude in the modern times was uh pretty much, he was saying, he said another referencing quote it that was referencing that quote. He was saying, from a psychology standpoint, you'll start building resentment towards the people that you're compromising your happiness for. 100%. If you're compromising oh, your man. sanctity in order to make them happy, you're going to low-key resent that person <laughs> because it's like, look what I had to do to myself in order to make you feel happy. All the sacrifices I had to make. all because. And again, it boils down to that expectation that that fucking person has. And the crazy
1: thing is... Like a lot of those people, genuinely like I-, I know a lot of those people who genuinely like don't say they want something out of like giving, but it's like, well, why aren't you asking these people? You've been helping; they get why it for you? you. Oh, I don't want to be no dumbass. You're doing that for them. There's make some- them do that for you. That's how you will know who your true friends are. Right. That's how you know who the people are to you. Like the the closest people to you will be there for you when you're in the fucking gutter. Right. That's why when I, I see a- like a homeless person, that I they must just burn bridges with everyone they've ever met. Because, or they just are a shitty person.
0: There's a respo- There's a responsibility that that person's clearly not taken for their circumstances of being homeless in the first place. Literally. But again, like. There's like assinuating
1: circumstances. So
0: it's beautiful. Home- I'll just, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We don't want to exact. I know you weren't projecting right, yeah.
1: like <laughs> Fuck homeless people,
0: uh, uh, but it's one of those things where. Because free will exists because you're able to choose your actions in this mm-hmm. world. It's not the giver. There's going to be a spectrum of every variety of opportunity of choice mm-hmm. in manifest. The people who choose to be degenerates and the people who choose to be billionaires. Yep. The people who choose to be good people and the people who choose to be bad people. I don't want to conflate. Homeless people and right. good, and the billionaires are bad. <laughs> Nothing else you want to say before we get off? Because there's a, there'll be more times for us to talk and more opportunities. But it's now. It's just thinking about.
1: Right. No, I genuinely like everything. I wanted to talk to you about. I talked about. So nice, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is mainly just the uh, the relationship thing and then uh, the comments. Nice and fitness, obviously. Pretty smooth sailing. By. Yeah, that was, that was dope.
0: This episode is brought to you by Manscape.com. Support for self-sustained training is brought to you by the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free shipping worldwide with code SST at manscaped.com.
1: Yeah, shout out to Manscaped, man. They were nice enough to send us this Performance Package 4.0, which is their luxury grooming kit. And it comes with the Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer, the weed whacker for your ear and your nose hairs, and then all your post shave performance essentials in the deodorant and the toner. Plus, they give you an anti chafing boxer, which is super comfortable. Super comfortable. And then they top off the performance package with the nice little travel bag so you can carry all of your grooming tools with you. And you can get 20% off and free shipping with code SST at manscaped.com.
0: That's 20% off using code SST at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools with the job using Manscaped.